I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Over in Gio Coney alive in the Bill Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Wherever you are on the free Odyssey app. Chiefs win Super Bowl 57. You know, I saw a lot of Philly haters that were into this loss and happy that the Eagles lost. And I know that we all can't stand Philadelphia, but I mean, they have had, even though they lost in the World Series, they lost in the Super Bowl. They have had a pretty damn good run in recent memory. And they got the Eagles got that championship in 2017 with a backup quarterback. It was one of the great stories in Super Bowl history. So, I mean, here in New York, we really haven't seen a championship in a very long time. The Eagles have had one, and they've had more exciting moments. So it's not like I don't feel like us as New York sports fans can sit there and gloat at Philadelphia for losing this football game. Yeah, well, you know, now comes the hard part. Now they got to try to keep the team together, and they got to pay Jalen Hurts. So good luck, you know, and this is where Howie Roseman's got to do his work. And I know that they felt like they, they had this game, and they had a chance to win this game, and... They probably felt like after this all's all said and done, they're going to be wondering what happened to their defense. And I wonder if Vic Fangio uh, coming over from after he gotten uh, let go and before he started with the Miami Dolphins, he I'm sure he's starting with the Dolphins today. Um, the Eagles hired him. Yeah, I know they brought him in to consult on this game, and uh, yeah, not so good. Yeah, I don't think so either. You know, and I just wonder about the egos in the building and everything, and whether or not anybody's you know feelings were upset about that. Man, you got you got the you have a great season going on. Yeah. And then all of a sudden out of the blue you're gonna bring in a guy I know that he was, you know, obviously is very intimate knowledge of Kansas City because of his time in Denver and everything. And I know he's a highly respected defensive coordinator, but that seemed really weird to me. Did it? See, I, I actually, I had a totally different take on it. I, I thought that it was, it was smart by them because Vic Fangio, as you said, highly regarded. You know, he hadn't started his new job yet. They brought him in. I think any bright mind that could help you, especially someone who's got experience and success against Patrick Mahomes is, is something that could help. I, I, I don't know. I thought that was a sharp move. And if, if it did upset people in the building, that's a different situation. Obviously, the results here were horrendous. I don't know how much Vic Fangio had to do with that or not, or is just Patrick Mahomes and this Chiefs offense doing what they were doing. But 
Yeah, I mean, I I guess it's sort of like the the Zach Wilson personal quarterback coach type of thing. Like, you got to bring this guy in. I mean, you made it all the way here. You had all these sacks. And now, all of a sudden, you're bringing in somebody else to help you out? I don't know. I, I guess I can understand your point, but I, I looked at them as as being that being more of a sharp move than a stupid yeah. move. Well, you know, it's kind of interesting looking at, you know, looking back at the Eagle schedule from the season, you know, from, let's say, week 13. Let's say week 13. You know, they played Tennessee, who had, what, Malik Willis was probably quarterback at that time. Then they played the Giants. Then they played the Chicago Bears. They got hammered by the Cowboys, as we all remember, 40-34, to 34, and that was Minshew's game. And then New Orleans, they lost that game. That was also a Minshew game. And then came the Giants again in Week 18. And then they went through New York and San Francisco. I mean, so overall, maybe their defensive uh, statistics were a little bit padded because of the teams they were playing late in the year. Yeah, I mean, they certainly had not played anybody like Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey in this this offense. There's there's no doubt about that. They hadn't got anywhere near that type of level. Right. But still, I mean, getting to the quarterback. That's their entire game. That's what they have thrived on the entire season was getting to the quarterback, and it didn't happen in this game. And then everything else was exposed. So, I mean, when you lead the world in sacks, it helps you out in every area and every level of the defense, and they didn't have it in this game, and and that was that, man. I have to go back. You know, I'll I'll go back and I'll watch it again, and I'll take a look at – how many times the defense blitz, and we'll take a look at all this, you know, statistics and, you know, when they all come out after the fact of, of the blitzing, you know, proponent in, in this game. But I, I don't ever feel like uh, Philadelphia really blitzed. I felt like they just kept playing with seven guys in the secondary. Yeah. I mean, maybe they brought in Ed Donatel, not Vic Fangio, to <laughs> give them advice on this particular uh, game plan. Uh, let's go to Lou in Eatontown. What's up, Lou? Good morning. Good morning, guys. I was, uh, Watching the Super Bowl is everyone. And at halftime, I switched off because I really don't go for the halftime show. When I went back to switch to the third quarter, on my TV screen, too many people were streaming, and I was unable to watch the game. Only on Channel 5. Too many people were streaming. Yeah, I have a DirecTV streaming service. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know that service. I have that service, too, and it sucks. And let me tell you, I was, I mean, my friends left. Uh, I was trying to get on the phone to somebody. No, you did. Forget that. They had a, yeah, forget that is right. They had an overwhelming amount of people watching it. And I thought it was going to be temporary. But And as soon as the game was over, I got Channel 5 back. And I have about five Channel 5s, you know, FS1, 2, 3. So wait a second. You didn't, how much of the game did you miss because of this? I, 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 again, I watched the first half. And the guy, finally a technician told me if I didn't switch the channel, I wouldn't have lost it. Once I got, <laughs> well. off, once I got off the channel, it filled up. <laughs> I would say the interface with DirecTV Stream sucks. Yeah, I mean, they've always had, and they have the worst customer service in America, and that's saying a lot. Well, yeah, I got to get rid of this sir. crap. Thanks, there, Luke. <laughs> I just was wondering if anybody else wondered if anybody else had called about that. No, no not, the not first yet. guy this morning. Yeah. yeah, that that is horrendous. Uh, all right, let's go to Randy in Brooklyn. What's going on, Randy? Boomer and Geo, woo! Oh, yeah! What's happening, Randy? Good morning. All right, so uh, I was talking to my sister about this, told uh, her what Boomer said about Rihanna. Now, apparently, I think that I don't listen to her. I'm a heavy metal guy, but apparently this chick is actually known for grabbing her crotch and then sniffing it. Uh, She's a uh, dirty girl, so to speak. 
So, yeah, uh, this, so I guess, Boomer, this is more of a norm thing. To you and I, it's not, because uh, we don't see her or watch her perform, but this is what she does. So, yeah, I don't think she was, like, grabbing a crotch and sniffing and, like, oh, hey, baby, what's going on? So, yeah, it's normal. So, yeah. like, everybody, you're saying, like, everybody's got to move, right? So, like, Michael Jackson had the moonwalk, and, you know, you've got these artists that do their own special thing, and hers is the grab of the crotch and, and sniffing and licking the fingers. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, a lot of innuendo there. So yeah. Of <laughs> All right, Randy. Appreciate the insight there. Yeah, I not. Uh, I did not know that. And I listen. I know Rihanna's music. I did not know that was her move. I did not know that was her signature move. Like Justin Jefferson has the gritty. Yeah. Rihanna's got the crotch grab and the sniffing of the face. Right. And I think uh, the Kelsey has this thank you leg. Right, Dave. You got to open that. I can't open. Okay. It. Very good. What's going on, Dave? Good morning. Hey, good morning. Yeah, I didn't want to call you out, Boomer. A little hypocritical, though. You turned off the halftime show, but when when Kelsey did that iconic stanky leg, you didn't you didn't turn off the game, right? Yeah, I don't I don't even know what the hell the stanky leg is, Google it, Dave. I honestly, I, I really, I really, I really don't know. I mean, I just told you uh, watching halftime and somebody grabbing their crotch and licking and smelling their fingers. You know, I I, I just had just I just had some chili. All right. I don't know. It just it just felt like off to me. I, I'm sorry if that disappoints you. No, no, no. It doesn't disappoint. I had chili last night too, but the same thing happened when when Kelsey did the stanky leg. I said to my kid, "What what is that? I've never seen that. It's basically the same thing." So what what did you what did you tell your kids when you saw Rihanna do what she did? No, I thought it was horrible. Also, horrible. Well, I want them to bring back. Bring I don't know. Back. You know, if I go to her concert and she does this, it's a different story. I expect it. <clears throat> I guess. I'm just saying, everybody's got their move. It's like Gio said. Everybody's yeah, I mean, I don't care. Yeah. That's her move. I didn't like everybody, it so everybody, long. Everybody's, everybody's got their move. You know, like uh, that guy from uh, Turkey, you know, who does the dance with his belly. That's yes, his move. That's his move. That's, he does the thing, you know. That's his move, and Rihanna's move is the... the well, what, are we call, what are we calling that? We got we got, we got this, the stanky leg on it. I guess it was that one of the uh, after the touchdown dances. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, Travis Kelsey did the stanky leg. Yeah, Gina did. I knew of the stanky leg. I actually was familiar with stanky leg. And Gina asked, "What are they doing? Are they?" Yeah, saying, so she didn't know. I didn't know. She, it's like it's what are they doing? Like his butt smells or something? That's what she thought it was. And I said, "No, no, no, no. That's it's called that's the stanky leg." Right, here, here we go. Yeah, here we go. Hold on. Uh, Brian and Mountainside. What's going on, Brian? Hey, Gio. Boomer, how's it going? Good, man. What's up? Oh, great, Brian. How are you this morning? <laughs> Boomer, I just find it a little odd that two guys, you know, middle-aged, good-looking guys who are out there, you know, uh, you know, watching a halftime show of a beautiful woman out there dancing her first time on stage in years, and you guys are, or Boomer, you're offended by, you know, like the, the crotch sniff? I mean, what world are we living in today? Yeah, you tell me what world we're living in today. I have no idea what world we're living in today. That you know, in the middle of halftime of uh, the Super Bowl, that somebody can grab their crotch and sniff it, and somebody is as beautiful and as talented as Rihanna. I don't know. You tell me. Fair, fair enough. I, I also wanted to touch on one more thing, if, if you guys don't mind. Did anyone go down the road last week of it being just a tad suspicious that you guys had a whole conversation about? getting the uh, norovirus the week before you went down to the Super Bowl, and all of a sudden, you know, midweek, Boomer clocks out for a show with the virus. Did we talk about us getting the norovirus the week before the show? Oh, yeah. 
Oh, sorry, I did. I thought you were. I don't remember saying that. I remember talking about getting sick on the plane somehow, but not the uh, not the neurovirus. Yeah. So this this is a guy who now is challenging you, saying that you were lying about being sick. That's that it's was his whole call. Yeah, that's that's where he was going. With. I got off the plane yesterday, and the guy says to me, he goes, uh, so tell me about this norovirus. How long did it last? I said, well, I don't know, 18 to 36 hours. And he's like, yeah, my kids have it right now. Mm. I said, well, you're going to get it. Good luck. Hopefully it won't be as violent as it was for me. Yeah, everybody's got it. I mean, uh, Allie's daughter, our makeup artist, she has it. My daughter, Sabrina, has it. Uh, my friend, the batting practice champ, uh, his son has it. Everybody's got the damn thing. It's yeah. just it's just everywhere. You had it. Everybody's got it. So it's just a lot of puking. As I checked out, yeah. You would you would have loved me there Thursday morning. I know, because I was so you saw me when I came down from the elevator because I didn't know you were sick. Yes. And I'm I clapping and smiling because Kevin Durant got traded. And I'm like, <laughs> let's go. And you were waiting for me and you were early. And I was like, he's up early because he wants to talk Kevin Durant. And you go, I can't do it. And just threw the keys away. Well, by the way, I did see Kevin Durant at a party. Uh, I did not go to the party. They were covering parties out in Phoenix. Yeah. And he was already out there. He's already right in the mix. Awesome. He's a big-time celebrity in the Valley. Gotta love that. You see, like, to, to be very, very happy with him. I was going to order. I was on the plane. I had the Wi-Fi on the plane. And I was trying to order a Kevin Durant Suns jersey. Yes. But it, it's not going to ship till like, the end of March. And I was like, oh, you could have got him out there. They had him I out know, there. I know, I know. I didn't have time. Uh, by the way, the stanky legs, a multi-step dance that involves a circular movement of the dancer's leg with an alternation between legs. The okay. dance also contains elements of dances such as the booty do. Booty D-E-W. Booty do. Not booty do like D-O. No, not do do. No, like do. Like a, do. Like a fresh like do. Mountain do. Mountain do, yeah, like a fresh do. Do in the morning. Fresh booty do. Can, can you show me what that is? Do you know what it is? The booty do? I yes. don't know the booty do. The stanky leg, I know. You don't say it? The stanky leg is sort of like, uh, it's sort of like this. You're like, like this. Like, oh man, I got some stink on this leg right here. Woo! So what's wrong with that? Uh, nothing, I guess. I, I mean, don't know. Is he grabbing his uh, <laughs> his, his uh, bait and tackle or no? <laughs> I did not. I did not see that. Uh, all right, let's go uh, to Pete in Pennsylvania. What's going on, Pete? Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Good, good man. What's up? Philadelphia. Uh, not much. I'm a Giants fan, and I live in the belly of the beast, about a half hour outside of Philadelphia. But uh, speaking of um, boxes and squares um rihanna's on and you know she does her move and uh i just let out a uh you know oh my god and my 14 year old son is like dad what'd she do and uh and i literally was at a loss for words i don't i, I don't i didn't know how to describe what was just <laughs> what i just saw on television but anyway go giants <laughs> yeah go giants is right i would imagine but most giant fans are probably pretty happy this morning <laughs> As a matter of fact, I see Marash over there. He's got his Giants Bradbury jersey on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> kind of funny. That's actually a good move there. Do you know he he got a, a puppy from a mobile uh, shelter thing this weekend? Oh, good for him. You know, like, so basically, he, he said he went to Stu Leonard's to get dip, and he left with a terrier. Because <laughs> this thing was out in the parking lot. Oh, like, sort of like a, like a Mr. Softy truck, you know? Yes. And he went up there and took home a puppy. 
And then they tweeted about it. North Shore Animal League tweeted about it and everything. Put it up on Instagram. They that called is great. WFAN's show on Morash as opposed to CBS Sports Radio's. Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming that his wife is, you know, able to handle all of this and everything because I just don't trust him in this regard. Well, I think he's already got two dogs and two kids oh, prior to this all thing. Right, so it's good. So he, so this this new puppy's going to come into a happy home. Yes, absolutely. And a little bit off-center, but a happy home. Yeah. Do you think he did it just for the Instagram post? Probably, yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, th- he does everything for Instagram clout, social media clout. That's his entire life. Was he one of the guys that posted a picture of him and Kevin Burkhart back in the day? I did not see his, no, but a lot of people. Oh, my God, was that sickening. Everybody who ever knew Kevin Burkhardt had to tweet out a picture of the two of them. Like, look, I knew Kevin Burkhardt. Now he's doing the Super Bowl. It's like what I say all the time. When somebody dies, they post a picture of them and the person that, that's dead. And I would say the, the, the nice thing about everything that went on here yesterday is that we're not even really discussing the broadcast from that standpoint. Because that means they must have done a solid job. Yeah. And I thought Kevin was fine. I thought he really was. I thought he was on everything. Did a good job. I thought Greg Olson was on everything. And that where they... And again, I, I don't know how many times they put up the Rihanna Apple Music halftime promo. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm frustrated for Greg Olson because I'm saying, you know, this is where the analysts would like to talk a little bit more about what's happening in the game and what's going on and maybe what the next steps are for the respective coaches. And you have no chance to do that because they put, they got to put up this 15 to 25 second promotion and it's got to take up the whole screen. So it's, it has nothing to do about the game. From the analyst standpoint, it has everything to do about making sure Apple gets all the right mentions. Well, of course. So they can get the halftime show in. I mean, I, I, we all know the halftime show is coming. Yeah. We all know who's <laughs> in the halftime show. But yep. I guess we don't know who's sponsoring the halftime show. That's why they have to do that. Hey, you tell me all the time, man. It's big business. what it's all about. It's, it, it is. But, that, that, but that's the frustrating point. For the analyst, because sometimes the analyst would like to say something, mm-hmm. would like to refer back to something, or maybe predict about something that should happen or may happen, but really doesn't get a chance to do so because you have that kind of crap going on all the time. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right. Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. What? You're smelling your own fingers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, baby. I did not hear that. The moment she grabbed her cot crotch and smelled her fingers, I walked away. You almost said something else there. Can I hear that one more time? The moment she grabbed her cot crotch and smelled her fingers, I walked away. I almost did. Yes, you're right. Wow. That would have been a real story. I almost forgot the R there. (laughs) I was going to do the whole thing about the the halftime show. The moment she grabbed her crotch and smelled her fingers, I walked away. (laughs) (laughs) I just said enough, man. You really did just get up and do something else? I I don't need to see this. What'd you go and do? Wash or something. You did some laundry? I went to the bathroom, actually. (laughs) 
Oh, man. Snatch blitzes. Yeah, snatch blitzes is right. <laughs> Where did he find that? Uh, oh, my God. Uh, okay. He's got a whole folder on you if you weren't aware. Yeah. Well, I'm aware. Um, believe me. Uh, <laughs> Jerry is here uh, with an update. Yeah. What's going on, Jerry? We are brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Also brought to you by Edison Heating and Cooling. The sounds from last night's Chiefs Super Bowl win over the Eagles, 38-35. First things first, this is when the Chiefs um, take a nice eight-point lead, as heard in Kansas City Chiefs Radio with Mitch Holtus. In the center of the field with McKinnon, the running back. A fast left side, wide open, Sky Moore, touchdown! Kansas City on a pivot route, and Kansas City has a chance now to get up by eight points on a four-yard touchdown pass by Holmes to Sky Moore. Again, Mitch Holtis, Chiefs radio, so that puts them up by eight, but the Eagles would come back and tie it. However, they wouldn't win it because the Chiefs would get down the field. You had the holding penalty on James Bradbury as part of the drive. McKinnon sliding down at the one, bleed the clock because Philadelphia was out of timeouts. And uh, here's Merrill Reese, not all that excited as he gets into the final play. Well, not the final play, but to go ahead play. From our standpoint, from your standpoint, it yeah. appears that the wrong team yes. won. Eagles but. played with everything they had. You're Here right. is Bunker. Bunker for what could be and should be the winning three points. The ball is spotted. The kick is up. And the kick is good. And that was that. The wrong team won, huh? <laughs> yeah. Okay. In the eyes of those guys. But I will say... <clears throat> It was interesting to me watching this game how Jalen Hurts kept taking the down clock all the way down to all like way down. one second. Yeah. And how many times they had just gotten the ball off. And I was wondering if he was actually even paying attention. They got beat on one of them, though. Yeah, no. And then there was them. one where Nick Sirianna had to call a timeout. Like that cost them, Which too. hurt them. Yes. No doubt. Um, so the Chiefs win. Second time in four years they've done that. Some of the numbers of note. Patrick Mahomes, 21 of 27, 182, three touchdowns. He was the MVP. Uh, Kadarius Tony indeed, with a touchdown catch, a 65-yard punt return as well. And Sky Moore, that four-yard touchdown catch in a big game for Travis Kelsey. Nick Bolton, by the way, the 36-yard fumble return for a touchdown. So here is Terry Bradshaw with Andy Reid on Fox. I guess these two were tight. He's getting uh, beaten up pretty good, Terry Bradshaw, for the way he introduced him. Big guy. Let me get the big guy in here. Come on, waddle over here. <laughs> yeah, you, you big fat slob. Come on. Get right in here. <laughs> you pig. <laughs> Wipe that barbecue sauce off your face, fatso, and let's waddle right in here. Well, that's when he says goodbye. I mean, is he mocking him again? We know Reed likes to eat. We do know that. Philadelphia, you did a great job. It was a great game. But how about those cheese? That's what we're talking about. Have a cheeseburger on us and enjoy their wire shirts. Well, that's his thing. I know. That's, I know that. that's his thing. Yeah. He's getting beaten up, though, for basically calling him fat and eating. <laughs> Come on over here. Pretend this microphone's an ice cream cone. <laughs> Get right up in there. <laughs> Slob face. <laughs> God. Oh, man. Yeah. Good old Terry. Uh, what else? Here's Patrick Mahomes. So he's won a couple of times. Sounds like he plans on winning a lot more. Luckily, I'm going to Disneyland now, so I have Disney World and Disneyland crossed off, and I'll have to make some more parks so I can go around everywhere. 
<laughs> Good to be Patrick Mahomes right now. Here was his tight end, Travis Kelsey, on him. Toughest son of a gun you ever you ever met, man. That Texas, that Texas gunslinger ain't going to let nothing get in the way. As he fought through that ankle injury again that flared up, but he would get through it. Says nothing was going to keep him off the field in this game. Now, Kelsey versus Kelsey was a storyline all week long. Um, this is a little long, but here's uh, Travis talking about beating his brother, Jason, and uh, a little emotional, as they say. There's nothing you can really say to uh, a loved one in, that, in a situation like that. Um, you know, you uh, you joke around all the time and say that you want to be your brother in the biggest stage ever, but it's um, it's a uh, it's a weird feeling. It's a weird feeling, and that team that uh, that team had, had great leadership, great coaches. Obviously, at the it came down to the end. Yep, where they were. No, so they're actually saying that Jason Kelsey may end up retiring. He's not sure. Really. May end up retiring. Now, both of these guys are going to be going Good. into the Hall of Fame, too, by the way. Sure. I mean, you know, Jason is a five-time All-Pro center. <clears throat> so that's automatic induction. He's got a Super Bowl victory under his belt. He's got a Super Bowl appearance here under his belt. Travis has got many more years to go here. But, uh, yeah. How old is he now, Travis Kelsey? Like, Travis got to be like 30? 30, 31 or 30. Just Google it. I'm going to do that right now. Uh, he uh, 33. Yeah, I feel like Kelsey's 33. I feel like he can go for another, as long as he doesn't get hurt, of course. Uh, he can go for another three years, and I'm sure that Andy will use him judiciously if, if you know, to keep him as healthy as they possibly can. But they're both going in the Hall of Fame. You know, Pretty good. And, and if uh, and if Jason, if Jason, if he's 33, then Jason's got to be like 36, I think. I'm not sure. Are there any two brothers in the Hall of Fame? Definitely not Tiki and Rondé, because Rondé went in. Tiki's right. not in yet. <laughs> Maybe he's on one of those uh, committees down the road. 35 for uh, Jason Kelsey. Yeah, Maybe he goes one more year, maybe, but uh, they were asking him about whether or not he was going to play another year. And, I, you know, it's a lot of money on the line for him, but that could be one place where they gain some money but end up losing the leadership and, and the ability on the field. And here was Jason on his younger brother, Travis. You know, really, really happy for Trav. You know, played his ass off. Um, that team deserves everything they had coming to him. They've earned it. Got a lot of respect for everybody in that organization. Yep, as they are Super Bowl champions. Now, more from Philadelphia. A couple of things here from Kelsey again, Jason Kelsey. Number one, the field conditions were a topic and a lot of posts online with guys slipping. Here was Kelsey, who will not use it as an excuse. I mean, both teams have to play on it. Um, I, th I don't think it ended up being an advantage either way. I think both teams probably had their fair share of slips and whatnot. Um, you know, I thought it was fine. It was fine. Here, well, here he was on the uh, the Bradbury holding call, which a lot of people also pointed to as to why Kansas City won. I don't know. I'm not going to get into whether they got it right or wrong. I think they called it, and that's the way this, this goes. Um, I've said this before. I'm never going to be somebody that puts a blame or anything on officials it's a hard job which we know but it was in a big spot which is why people didn't like it and then um nick sirianni so you talked about the, the meme or as jim says the meme last uh, hour about the uh, the nodding up and down that's become a big joke the crying thing maybe this takes over the, the crying jordan now it probably will it's definitely this is going to be the new thing 
No it doubt. Might, it might be. So he was asked, why were you crying before the game? Growing up in a family of a football coach uh, with a dad that's a football coach, brothers that are older brothers that played football. You know, this is what you, you dream of, of being in this moment. But those are some big tears, too. Yeah, but, you know, that, that's the emotion that the, uh, the national anthem elicits when you're standing there. And you're hearing this uh, great rendition of the national anthem, and you have the, all this emotion built up inside of you. With the, those are happy tears, man. I tell you, Chris Stapleton is just it. unbelievable. Yeah. And I told you when I saw him at Jones Beach, I came in, I was like, he sounds just like his album. Like he just is perfect. Every note that comes out of his mouth is perfection. And he did it at the biggest stage perfection. there. I mean, he's just that guy, one of the great voices of all time. I in agree. My, in my lifetime, he's awesome. In the loss, Jalen Hurts, 27 of 38, 304, one touchdown, plus 70 yards rushing and three rushing touchdowns. What do you take away from this going forward? Uh, you either win or you learn. That's how I feel. You either win or you learn. So, you know, as always, uh, win, lose, or draw. I always reflect on the things that I could have done better, uh, things we could have done better. Man, remember that was just, on. Uh, just no, just that one fumble is the one mistake yes. he made. He had 300 pass yards, 70 rush yards, and three rush TDs. This was his Super Bowl, man. And you know, that he was played his ass. He went toe to toe with Patrick Mahomes and played his ass off. Yeah, you know, if I were the Eagles, I would just run the quarterback sneak up and down the field the entire game because <laughs> nobody could stop it. And you could probably get four yards a clip on that. That's what I would do with it. Well, if you're going to be allowed to keep pushing from behind. It's unbelievable. Can't stop it. They've I mean, got I, to change that. I mean, maybe. Well, it used to be that you couldn't push from behind. Right. And now you can push from behind. So. And it's it's a big advantage in those down and distance of a yard or so. Uh, it's, it's football, man. It's football. That That is football in its... In its just purity, you know what I mean? AJ, yes, AJ Brown, ninety-six yards receiving and a touchdown. Devontae Smith, seven catches for hundred yards. Both obviously coming in a loss, and that be that. Uh, Rex Ryan interview with the Broncos for their defensive coordinator job. That, according to multiple reports, should be sometime today. You got Derek Jeter being part of Fox's coverage now for the baseball season in studio. Uh, NBA tonight, Knicks take on the new look Nets, who, by the way, got burned over the weekend. Not sure if yeah. you saw the three-pointer that tied the game that they didn't allow, which I don't understand. I didn't see it live. I did see it. They did absolutely get screwed on that. Uh, There's no so let's see if the Knicks actually can take you know a, a win here. This is the thing. Like they, they have not been able to beat the Nets over the last five years, right? Well, uh, spotlight's back years, on them now, right? Now, now, yeah, and they should be. And this Josh Hart addition uh, turned out to be... You know, worked out, and uh, you know, so let's see if they can continue. And I forget if it was ESPN or TNT, but they promptly pulled Nets Heat right off. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's next week or the week after that, something like that, and replaced it with another game. Um, So you're back where you belong. We'll have that on the fan at seven fifteen. Zip it. Did you see what James Harden said? Yes, I have it. If you'd like to hear, Uh, yeah, this this it's going to, but it's it is long and it's not the greatest of audio. Uh, This was James Harden, I believe. This was Saturday. In terms of getting away from the Nets, this is 40 seconds on asking out, basically. There's a lot of dysfunction. There was a lot of internal things that I'm not, for me, I'm not going to ever just say or put in the media or do anything. And that was one of the reasons why, you know what I mean, I chose to make my decision. But uh, now, fast forward to date, I don't look like the crazy guy. You know what I mean? I don't look like the guy that, or the quitter or whatever, you know what I mean? The, the, 
meteor want to call me. Like I knew what was going on, and I just decided to. Hey, I'm not. I'm not good for this. Like I'm not right, so. So I'm gonna ask I mean, you. So Sean Marks is like right. running this whole dysfunctional organization and spending half a billion dollars on basically nothing but headache, heartache, frustration, and absolute you know embarrassment. But I'm gonna ask you the same question I asked Giannotti because they've all said this. Is Sean Marks just a disaster? Is he might, because it, it sounds like they're pointing towards the front office as a point. As, as they got to point it to them. But they got to point it themselves. I mean, I, you know, at the end of the day, Kyrie Irving torpedoed this. See, that's thing. what I thought he was referring to. He's like, now people say that I was a quitter. You look back, you fast forward. There was a lot of stuff going on, and I saw what was going on, and I didn't want to be a part of it. Right. Um, but I'm. But then talk about the Kyrie comments from the other day, and then you have these comments. I bet, you know, Kyrie's time. comments don't count. You know, because Kyrie's actions are what counted. And to me, I think he is intimating that they let Kyrie get away with all this crap. Yeah. And, you know, that that was not going to stand him. And maybe, you know, he's a guy who got away with a lot of crap in Houston. Remember that? Of course. And then he was acting like, oh, I could have just stayed there if I wanted to stay in Houston and all that stuff. That's where my home is. That's where my family is. That's where my comfort zone is. And then I came here and, and basically he's saying... Man, Kyrie is one screwed up dude, and he screwed up this whole entire organization. I, mean, I don't know how Sean Marks is running that place, but my God. Prior to bringing those guys in, all we did was laud Sean Marks for building that team from the ground up, yeah. making all the right decisions. And those guys came in, and everything went haywire. So I don't think it's Sean Marks. I think when James Harden says, fast forward to today, I'm thinking he's saying he, he knew what was going on. I, think that I wish they would have on. the guts to say it, though. I think he's referring to Kyrie. He's not Sean referring Marks. to it. Say it. I know. But I he know. won't. He said he wouldn't. Show we some have, guts and say it. So we have to speculate now as to what we think he's right. uh, getting to. And I, I do think it's getting to Kyrie and how divisive he was. And then you know, the other aspect of all of this is, that, man, I, I want to talk to Steve Nash and find out what the hell he was dealing with. He'd be a good guy to get on now. I Especially like, hey, with Steve, them oh, you know, listen, your 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 reputations in tatters. I mean, these guys are just basically blowtorching you. Yeah. After the Durant trade, Steve Nash did post a video on Twitter. Did you see it? No. He grabbed his crotch and smelled his fingers. <laughs> it was very interesting. <laughs> like that's very unlike him. I did I don't like. Know what he was trying to say, but in all seriousness, <laughs> I did like the Nets posting thank you tweets to Kyrie and Kevin Durant. Knock it off, idiots! Are they going to have video tributes when they come so, back? I, I saw Evan post that they. I don't know if they did or not. They but, put it up on the board. Thank you, James Harden. It wasn't a video tribute. Oh, it was, it was just video. a picture. Thank that said you thank for what? <laughs> Aren't those reserved for guys that play for you for like ten years? Absolutely. Pathetic. Thank you. Good. Yeah. I mean, Evan said, it, Evan said it best. No self-respect. Oh my organization God. with no self-respect. How you can root for that organization? Oh, shut up. Honestly, <laughs> off. I mean, you know, that organization makes the Knicks look stable. Who let's, won't drag their president out let's of his office relax. to actually talk to anybody? Okay. Well, who did that before? You have a GM who hasn't spoken uh, eight years. Yeah, let's I stop. Know. Yeah, I know. He spends most of his time in the basement. Well, whatever. That's the big thing. You're that still I, paying you don't got nothing to say. You just stay in the basement. You're in the basement. You right. stay in the basement. Okay. Yeah. Is that it? Jim? Yeah, that's enough. Okay. Really. But man, our team looks stable. I <laughs> compared to them, yes, but yes. they're still a disaster. I never thought that there would be a more dysfunctional organization, but I have to say, I think we found it. Boston by one, nine oh two to go. Derek White down up. the left side gets a deep shot. All right, Jerry, very good. Uh, remember, at the beginning of the football season, we had a caller call up and say that he got into a verbal spat oh, yeah. with Eagles coach Nick Sirianni. 
And that was confirmed. That man is now back today. Mm. He was not gloating after the Eagles-Giants game, but he decides he wants to gloat this morning. So we will talk to that man next. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Remember, right before the NFL season started on this show, there was a man who called up and said, hey, I have this uh, story you're not going to believe. I was down playing tennis in Haddonfield, New Jersey. I was wearing my Giants hat, and this guy starts screaming at me, telling me to take the hat off, and the Giants suck, and all of this stuff. And it turns out it was Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni. So this guy, Peter, was like, this guy's a jerk. I can't believe it. Uh, the story did make it back to our sister station in Philadelphia, WIP. This, this I believe, was confirmed. And uh, the story was the story. Now, the Eagles went on to have this magical year, one seed, NFC championship. But they end up losing, of course, last night in dramatic fashion to the Kansas City Chiefs. So guess who's on the line for the first time since he told us that story? Wasn't that guy's name Peter? Peter in Maple Shade, New Jersey. Hello, Peter. Good morning. Hey, nobody's more happy today than me. I mean, <laughs> He's holding oh on to this, Peter. Oh, my goodness. Unbelievable. I can't wait to the next nice spring day in April, and I'm going to wear my Giants gear and go back to those tennis courts waiting for this guy to come. He lives like two blocks from the courts in Haddonfield. So <laughs> maybe he's going to show up. I don't know. But I would like to challenge him. To, I want to play one set against him. And I'm 67. He's, what, like maybe 41 or two. And I guarantee you I'll beat this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I saw how he plays. His wife was beating him that day. Yeah, I remember you telling me that. So why didn't you call until he lost? I mean, you're a big no, Giants fan. No, the had me on. Uh, they called me, Pete, you know, I went viral, Pete from Maple Shade. So they called me before the Giants game to come who, on. Who I, called you? Uh, Jack Fritz. Jack Fritz, okay, from WIP? Yeah, he texted me. He has my number. So he said, you want to come on? Uh, it was right before the Giants game. So, you know, they roasted me, of course. You know, whatever. I knew yeah. they were going to roast me. Right. And uh, I I predicted the Giants were going to win. I knew the Giants weren't going to win, but it doesn't matter. I'm a Giants fan. you got to so stick I'm, with your team, Peter. That's all yeah, there is to it. Yeah, I lo- I'm proud of the Giants. You know, I'm going to wear my Giants gear all around, all, all spring, all summer. Don't worry about it. That's good. That's good. And, you know, like I was saying this morning earlier, that all Giant fans out there had to be somewhat happy to see what happened yesterday. Elated. and Because ha- I would have to spend the whole... Off season, listening to the fly eagles fly and and listening to these bird brains down here, and I just I'm tired of it. I don't want to listen to these people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me tell you something, Peter. If you get a chance to play Nick Sirianni in tennis, you got to make sure that this is documented. You've got to have a friend film this thing right now on your airwaves. I'll play this guy in a set, and I'll definitely beat him. Believe me, I I play tennis every morning. I'll beat him six two six three one set, no doubt. Yeah, listen, I, I, he's probably not listening to us this morning. Maybe it gets back to him at some oh, point. IP, WIP will hear about it. So yeah, they, they, this afternoon. they certainly will. All right, Peter. Hey, the other thing I want to say, yeah. one other thing. The best team in New York right now is the Rangers. That's right. I know you guys don't want to talk about it, but Boomer, unbelievable. Four goals for Panarin the other night. I watch every Ranger game. I'm the world's uh, maybe not bigger than Boomer, but... 
What a team, and you guys don't talk about them enough. Well, we're getting, we're going to get to that. Don't worry about it. I mean, it's, you know, it's just getting really heated up. The trade deadlines here, and the that opening game for Tarasenko was unbelievable. That second shift, they score a goal, and it was it was amazing. But their game down in Carolina was that was one of the best games that I've seen because they were under siege most of the game, and they hung in there, hung in there, hit for hit, hit for hit, and next thing you know, it just absolutely broke opening Gallant. Change Kreider and Panarin and switch lines. Next thing you know, Panarin's got four goals. That's coaching. That's in the middle of the game, recognizing there's an issue. Let's make, let's move some guys around and let's see if we can open some ice up for somebody. And it actually happened against a very, very good Carolina team. And you so. think that guy sucks as a coach? So no, for you no, to no, give no, him no, credit. no, 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 I was, no. I was last year. I was not no. happy a couple times, but I, I will say that this team seems to respond to him. So all right, that's that, that's really what matters most. And. Man, I'll tell you, these last, they're in the midst of a five game winning streak, but the last two games against the Kraken and against the Carolina Hurricanes, two of the best games I've seen in a long, long time. And, and uh, on, what was it? Uh, I guess it was Friday night. The garden was flying when Tarasenko and Miko Nikola showed up and, uh, they, everybody had, you know, expectations and those expectations were answered. Yeah, I'm hoping for a Rangers-Islanders playoff series, man. That's what I want to see. Your, your Islanders, they just keep losing games late in games to teams that they should not be yeah, losing like the Canadians, to. yeah. It's really frustrating when you look at the amount of games that they have lost where they are the better team and they should have won, and unfortunately they did not win for whatever reason. I don't watch them all that closely. All I know is that I think there were about 20 points out there that if you looked at those games, you said, okay, the Islanders are going to win these games. And they left at least 20 points out there where they could have had that they didn't get. They're making the playoffs. Don't worry about it. They'll be in there. I'm not concerned at all. The problem with them is they played so many more games than everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll have a much easier uh, finish. They'll be spread out a little bit more. But uh, they've already played like 56 games, I think. They have, yeah. And the Penguins 52 right in front right. of them. And uh, Washington 55. That's the problem. So you have teams that played less games that have more points. Yeah, that's a problem. They'll get there. I'm confident. Uh, Roger and Tom's River. What's going on, Roger? Hey, buddy. How are you doing today? What's up, man? What do you got for us? Okay, look. I have to congratulate the Eagles on a great season. But I want to... You had um, touched on why their defense didn't look as great as it did all season. Well, I came up with this, you know, during the course of the year. The Eagles have only played... Seven teams, and this is at the end of the season. Seven teams the Eagles played are less than 500, okay? They've only played against four quarterbacks. One is questionable. Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, and Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is the only quarterback that beat him. Dak Prescott is the only one that beat him. Yeah. Um, They haven't really played, and the teams they played through the season have been like, you know, they've been like borderline, like, they haven't had either a good defense, good offense, or back, or they were just struggling sometime during the season, just like Green Bay in the beginning of the season. They so they, they caught all their teams. You know, it seemed like they had a little bit of luck on their side. But you remember, they also lost their own quarterback, and they ended up losing those two games when Gardner Minshew took over to New Orleans and the Cowboys. Right. So that's what I was going to bring. Obviously, the loss to Dak Prescott. Obviously, that was a Minshew game. Uh, but still, they were dominating in this football game. And there was one point, I mean, that... At a 10-point lead at halftime. Right, and that was even after, I mean, you know, the Jalen Hurts fumble. If that doesn't happen... Oh, who I knows they, where this game is? Exactly. 
So, I mean, we yes, the defense was not as good as it was. You could say that this was probably the easiest run to the Super Bowl, playing the Giants and then playing a quarterbackless San Francisco 49ers team. But it's not like they were overmatched in this football game. They were right there. This is, you know, I'm watching some of the replay of the Rihanna halftime. Yeah, yeah. That's some way to announce a pregnancy. You're right. I think that's what she's out there dancing with, a bunch of, like, sperm swimming around her. That's what I thought. I told Gina I'm, that. I'm telling you 100%. That's exactly what it is. I, yeah, I was going to tweet it out, but then I don't want, you know, the, the Rihanna people are just going to, they just kill you. I didn't need that. Well, I mean, that's what, that's what it's supposed to be. That's what it looks like. So, to me, it was she was the egg and they were the sperm. Right. Right. There's... Man, look at all. I mean, look at how much sperm there is. There's a lot of sperm. That's usually what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a guy who's, you know, gone through the infertility stuff. You know, we did like the turkey baster thing the one time, and then we did the IVF after that. So I'm familiar with this. You know what this is. Yeah, I'm familiar with all that stuff. So that's what I thought. That's a hell of a way to announce in a pregnancy. Yeah. At at halftime of the Super Bowl. Yeah, pretty good. And actually take uh, onus to the fact that she's the only pregnant woman who's ever sung halftime of the Super Bowl. That that we know of. Yes. Who knows? Never know. It could have been somebody else. Maybe uh, Katy Perry was pregnant. We didn't even know. Um, yeah. I'm waiting for Stephen A. Smith to say something about Rihanna today, though. You know, like like he did to get all the Rihanna people pissed off yeah. about Beyonce. I don't know how you go out there and you got a baby in that belly and go up in the sky. I don't know how you Beyonce wouldn't do that. <laughs> Beyonce would never go up there in the sky with a baby in the belly. In the womb. <laughs> <laughs>